Welcome to the True Answers Podcast. I'm Rob. And I'm Reese. In a world of deception, we want to help you discover true answers. Welcome, welcome, everyone, to the True Answers Podcast. Uh, Rob's here with me, and we're uh, really, really enjoying this series. um, Because... This, like what Brother Rob said last week, is such a foundational principle that you really have to know who God is in order to really understand, like, the majority of the Bible. It's the most important question we can ask. Yeah, like, I, I, have, um, I have a friend who, uh, after, like, years of being in church and whatever, like, God showed him the revelation of of who he really is that Jesus is God in flesh and that there's not Jesus is not like one part of a trinity or whatever but that it truly is God in in the flesh the fullness of the glory of God in a human body and when he understood that it was almost like the mysteries of the Bible unlocked like he was able to understand things that he had questions about you know since he was like a kid yeah, and there was also a lady in our life group who came from a, a Trinitarian background, and we were talking about how, you know, the oneness of God, how mm-hmm. the Godhead, there is only one God, and he encompasses all these different aspects, Right. and his name is one. And, and you know, at first she's like, eh, I don't know, and then she came back, she's like, yep, I have revelation. And revelation will come to us as we seek God for true answers. Right. Um, So this right here is part three of this series, Who is God? And again, this is Brother McLean, the last, is right, is the last portions of his message. Um, So sit back and uh, pull out your Bible and study along with us. The Bible tells us in Colossians 2 and 9, in him, not in them, in Jesus dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and we are complete in him, not them. We are complete in him. Because when I say Jesus, I've said Elohim. When I say Jesus, I've said Adonai. When I say Jesus, I've said El Shaddai. When I say Jesus, I've said Father. When I say Jesus, I've said Son. When I say Jesus, I've said Holy Ghost. When I say Jesus, I've said Yahweh. When I say Jesus, I've said Jehovah. When I say Jesus, I've said I am that I am. When I say Jesus, I've said Savior. When you say Jesus, you've said it all. When you say Jesus, you've already said provider because everything that God is, is in Christ. The Bible says that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. Amen. Now, when we think about that in 1 Timothy 3.16, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. And I have witnessed to people, and they tell me, you can't understand the Godhead. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. You just have to accept it by faith. There's nothing in here we accept by faith without concrete proof. 
He told us that he was a healer, and he healed many, and many testimony of his healing power. Everything that God asks us to have faith in, he's already shown us that it exists. And so when he says great, I mean, think of what are the two most important things for you and I to know. I mean, the whole purpose of your Bible is twofold. One, to know who God is, and two, what do we have to do to be saved? So why would God keep secret who he is? Why would that be a mystery? It was a mystery in the Old Testament. Hebrews 11, all these died in faith, having not received the promise of God. They never heard his name. They never saw his face. They were never filled with the Holy Ghost. But without controversy, Paul says, great is the mystery of godliness, but now the mystery has been revealed because God, Elohim, was manifest in flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on the world, and received up into glory. Amen. He is our Lord and our God. We may not understand how God becomes a man, but we do know that God did become a man. And that's why we can say Merry Christmas. God never, ever asks you to do what he wouldn't do himself. God never, ever violates his own word. That's why when he said, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin, he could say, even before the foundation of the earth, the lamb was already slain. I knew I would put on flesh. I knew I would go to a cross. I knew I would shed blood because without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. Though they shed barrels of blood in the Old Testament of goats and uh, bulls and uh, lambs and whatever, and they shed all of that blood. That blood could only push the sin ahead. An animal's blood can't save you because it's inferior to your own. John the Baptist, Jesus said, of men born of a woman, none greater. But John the Baptist could not, his blood could not wash away your sin because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So God knew from the beginning he would come he would dwell among us. Notice what John does in his gospel. He totally mimics Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Then he begins, in the beginning was the word, the invisible spirit of God. You cannot separate God from his word. You cannot separate the word from the creative act, but there was no visible person doing it, and the Lord said, let there be light. His spoken word created the heavens and the earth. And in the beginning was the word. The word was with God, cannot separate God from his word, and the word was God. But in verse 14, the revelation, and the word became flesh. When did it become flesh? When Jesus was born in a manger in Bethlehem. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. 
That's why he can say to us, he was touched with the feelings of our infirmities. There is nothing you'll ever experience in life that he didn't uh, experience in his own life as a man. And so he, uh, he was, <clears throat> lost my thought here, all right, but the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Father. We're not talking about a second person. We are now seeing the express image of the Father. Man could now see the express image of the invisible God. The Bible tells us that, uh, that there is no salvation under heaven given among men uh, whereby we must be saved. In other words, we need that name. There is no other Savior. Jesus is that Savior. Colossians says that whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? And so why is this important? I mean, everybody, you know, I hear people say all the time, well, it doesn't really matter just that you believe. Well, the Bible says in James 2.19, the devil believes in one God and he trembles. It doesn't say he believes in a trinity and trembles. He believes in one God because he knows there's only one God. And he trembles at that one God. Any other thing is a distortion of truth and a deception that will lead you to hell. And the reason that this doctrine was, is the central doctrine of all scripture, I will tell you, Brother Calhoun, when I went to Nigeria, I was going to people and I had my Bible study chart out and I'm telling them, you know, how to, uh, that they had to be baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. I was there not very long and suddenly I had a revelation, if you will. You can talk somebody into getting baptized in Jesus' name but they have no idea why they're doing it, what they're doing it for. But when I taught, when I began to teach on the oneness of God, when you understand that there's only one God and Jesus is God, they will run to the water. You won't have any convincing to do. If you believe there's one God, then it only makes sense to be baptized in the name of that one God and his name is Jesus. I'll just finish with one passage. Everybody knows that in Matthew chapter uh, 28, Matthew chapter 28, and Jesus says that, you know, that we should baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. But this is a very huge distortion of that passage. This is the Great Commission. And when you read it in Luke, when you read it in Mark, they both say we are to preach in his name. Now, notice what verse 18 says. This is all one paragraph. Everybody understand English language, writing paragraph. One paragraph has one topic. So it says, and Jesus came and spoke to them in verse 7, 18, all authority, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. All right, what's the subject of that sentence? Jesus is the subject of that sentence, and he has all power. Now go down to verse 20. 
teaching them to observe all things that whatsoever I have commanded you, that lo, uh, I am with you always, even to the end of the earth. So he now tells them, now who are we speaking about here? Who taught them? Jesus taught him. He said, I want you to observe everything I taught you uh, during these last three and a half years. And we know the subject there is Jesus. So why, when we go to verse 19, do we forget what the subject is? Go, therefore, into all nations, baptizing them in the name, singular, of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen? Anybody here know that the devil is a father? The devil is a father of liars. Anybody here know that the devil is a son? He's the son of perdition. Anybody here know the devil is a spirit? So father, son, and spirit are only descriptions of one God in this verse of scripture, but that one God has a name, and his name is Jesus. Would it make any sense at all for Jesus to say, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth and go baptize in two other people's name. It would make no sense at all. And the apostles completely understood what he was saying because when they baptized, they only baptized in Jesus' name. Can you say praise the Lord? Praise the Lord. Amen. This is the Christmas message that God put on flesh and God dwelt among us so he could show us, give us an example of how to live. I mean, how is it that God can expect you? How is it that God can expect you to live for him? Because in the flesh, he lived for God. In the flesh, he lived for God. And if he can do it, you can do it because he will fill you with his spirit that you can have the overcoming power to live a successful Christian life. As we said, God never, ever violates his word. And so he said, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. He came, he went to the cross. The flesh of God died on that cross. You didn't kill God on that cross, but the flesh of God died on that cross. That blood was shed for you and me so we could be saved. Amen. There would be no Easter if there wasn't a Christmas. And so God loved us so much that he put on flesh and he dwelt among us. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. I don't know, some people think God number one gave God number two. But really, every time the word talks about the Son, you're talking about the flesh of God. For God so loved uh, the world that he gave his own flesh, that whoever believes in him would have everlasting life and would not perish. Amen. Shall we stand this morning? <laughs> Jesus is. Emmanuel, Jesus is God with us. Jesus is all of God. In him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Amen. All right, so at, at this point, we have really reached the, uh, 
the climax, like the, the answer to the question, who is God? So Brother McLean has taken us on a journey through the Old Testament by talking about the title of God, Lord God, well, the two different Lord Gods, like Jehovah Jireh, and he talks about Isaiah and Moses, and, and he's, he's taken us through the whole Old Testament, and now um, we're at the point where we're talking about this man named Jesus. And I love the role that that uh, Brother McLean gets on in this part of his message when he starts talking about um, if you've everything that is God is in the name Jesus. And that if you've said the name Jesus, you've said Elohim, you've said El, El Shaddai, you've said Adonai, you've said Yahweh, Jehovah, all this stuff, because it's all in the name of Jesus. Right. Pretty awesome. It's so cool how God had progressively revealed himself to people through time and you know things were a type and shadow in the old testament and he was showing things physically and manifesting himself in burning bushes and things like that Mm -hmm. and then he comes and manifests himself in flesh to take our place as the perfect lamb sacrifice right showed himself to be our savior and he's not done revealing himself because we're still on the earth. He's going to come as a mighty conquering king. Right. And it's so exciting to prepare for that. Yeah. And uh, a scripture that comes to mind, I don't think Brother McLean covered it, but there's that scripture that talks about like now that we're on the earth um, or right now while we're on the earth, it's like we're looking through a dark glass, like something that's dim that we can't really see. But once we are called up to be with Jesus, then we will see him face to face and have that full revelation. So right now we're just getting as much of a revelation as we possibly can of who Jesus is, of who God is, because he is Jesus. He's the, you know, the, the fullness of the Godhead or however that scripture goes. He's, he is God in flesh. Right. I'm so glad we can lean on people like Brother McLean and and other um, people in the faith who have really sought out God and, and just spent time in prayer and spent time digging and, you know, finding that place where they can put themselves aside and put God first and, and, and really find out who he is and start to practice what God intended for his people to practice. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're all really only scratching the surface yeah. of who God is, but the more you can learn from someone else, the better. And the closer we can get, we can realize, oh, this is true. This is true. Right. Right. And, Uh, The beauty of this stuff is that you don't have to take our word for it. You go study the Bible yourself. Please dig in the Bible. Right. Go, Go figure out the truth, like, for yourself, because God reveals himself to people who seek. The You know, the Bible, Jesus even said, Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, you shall find. Knock, and it will be open. And all you have to do is seek. Look for look for true answers. Seek for those true answers, um, especially when it comes to who God is, because he wants to reveal himself. He wants to. So thank you all so much for joining us and going on this journey with us over the last three weeks um, and really digging into this question, who is God? And I believe that Brother McLean answered it for us. You know, you didn't need me and Rob talking about it. You could have just listened to the message, but... He is Jesus. Yes, God, Jesus is God. God is Jesus. They are one and the same. And we're so thankful to know that. So thank you all so much uh, for joining us. Like always, we love you guys. Thank you. 
and keep seeking for true answers. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of True Answers. Rob and I have really enjoyed bringing this type of content to you. And we also wanted to let you know that you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or any other place that you receive your podcasts from. Thank you so much. God bless you and keep seeking for true answers.